In this week's episode, we talk about spoons, limited spoons, heavy spoons, and using spoons wisely. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. Welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. This week's episode, we're going to be talking all about spoons. But before we get there, I want to take my own advice from episode two. Listen if you haven't. And share some gratitude for everyone that has listened to the podcast so far. I can see numbers online, and it's amazing to me that this many people are listening to this thing that I'm putting out into the world and all over the place. It's all over the United States and other countries. People are listening. That makes me feel amazing. So thank all of you. I have gratitude for those people that have been rating the podcast, uh, those people that have been writing reviews on iTunes. I really, really appreciate that. That means the world to me. I also wanted to share some gratitude. Somebody sponsored a new mic stand for the show anonymously. Whoever you are, my thanks goes out to you. And finally, I have gratitude because somebody sent in a question. Mindy asking, do you have any thoughts on the spoon theory? Well, I didn't know what the spoon theory was, so I didn't have any thoughts on it. But once I checked it up and learned about it, it turns out I do have some thoughts on the spoon theory. The first thing I want to clear up is that the spoon theory is not actually a theory. It is a metaphor created by Christine Miserando to explain what it's like to live with chronic illness and pain. And it starts with a story. The story is that Christine was sitting with her friend in the diner. Christine suffers from lupus. And her friend asked her, Christine, what's it like to live with this? She didn't have the words. So she looked around the diner and she started collecting spoons from all the different tables. And she gave these spoons to her friend. She said, count your spoons. Her friend said, okay. She said, I have 12 spoons. She said, you now have lupus. And every action you take is going to cost you a spoon. So now it's the morning. What do you do? Well, I get out of bed, I get dressed, and I eat breakfast. Slow down. You got out of bed. That was one spoon. You got dressed. That's another spoon. You ate breakfast. That's two spoons. So you haven't even started your day, and you've already spent four spoons. How are you going to spend the rest of them? Christine went with her friend through the day, and the decisions that she had to make in her day, what she was able to do and what she was not able to do, she knew she only had a certain amount of spoons left. And of course, she's not talking about literal spoons. She's talking about physical and mental energy, because everything took more effort and everything took more thought and everything took more preparation. The things that her friend was doing, that she was taking for granted her ability to do these things and to have the physical and mental energy to do it, Christine had to plan ahead, think out, and spend her spoons wisely. Now, Christine wrote this entire thing up as a story. There's a link in the show notes to that story if you want to read the whole thing. It's very moving. She also, and I have a paper here, where she speaks about different things costing different amounts. So, for example, getting out of bed, getting dressed, taking medication, that costs one spoon. Those are low-effort things. Something like making and eating a meal or light housework, that's three spoons. Going shopping is four spoons. So, if you get out of bed and you get dressed and you take your medication, and then you go to work... That's already seven spoons. You only have five spoons left. Now, are you going to clean your house? If so, you only have two spoons left. So maybe you skip cleaning the house. Do you go shopping? Do you read something? Do you take a shower? Each of these things has to be planned out 
Each of them has their cost. And for many people that have spoken out about their experience with chronic pain and illness, since Christina has formulated Spoon Theory, for many people, it's the planning itself, the knowledge that you have limited amount of spoons, having to plan out how to use them, using the spoons precisely. That in and of itself is a large part of the trauma of living with an illness. Another part of it that's very important to remember is you get spoons back after you rest. So you go to sleep at night and you get your spoons back. But if you wake up with a cold, you wake up with less spoons. If you didn't eat properly the night before, you wake up with less spoons. What you do today affects your spoons tomorrow. So how you spend your spoons affects all the other spoons that follow. If you stay up late watching television, you only spend one spoon. But because you didn't get a good night's sleep, you wake up the next day with 10 spoons instead of 12. If you didn't eat healthy and therefore you come down with a cold, well then the next day you only have eight spoons. Once I learned about spoon theory, I found it to be very, very powerful. It describes a lot of the struggles that my clients face and that I faced as well, not from chronic pain and illness, but from other things. And in a minute, we'll get to how the spoon theory really applies to everyone. But first, let's take a moment and talk about anxiety and depression. For anyone that's experienced extreme anxiety or or high levels of anxiety, it can feel like your entire world is shut down. There's a tremendous amount of fear blocking you from moving forward with your life, from taking the next step, from taking any step. It's almost as if spending a spoon is an impossible task. There's so much fear There's so much anxiety. There's so many questions about each and every spoon. So you have the normal amount of spoons as everyone else, but you start questioning. What if I spend this spoon wrong? What if I spend a spoon and it blows up on my face? It all goes horrible. What if I spend a spoon and I get in trouble for doing it? In the past, I've messed up spending up spoons. I spent one and that turned out to be a bad decision. That went wrong. So then if I spend a spoon now... What's stopping that from going wrong? And what if I need a knife? What if I need a fork? And is it better to use spoon A or spoon B or spoon C? And what will people say if I spend my spoons? All the decisions that we have to take when we're dealing with anxiety, each one seems like an impossible task because we're so afraid of doing anything that we end up doing nothing. And this obsession with how to spend spoons feeds on itself creates more anxiety, and is often one of the most painful parts of struggling with anxiety. How do we deal with that? The first thing is, spend a spoon and see what happens. Force yourself, push through, spend a spoon and see what happens. It wasn't so bad, was it? Next, find the smallest spoon you can spend. We speak a lot about taking small actions, and it's very true because... Part of anxiety, part of what anxiety does to us is it makes our problems seem huge. It makes the tasks seem unsurmountable. Everything is a mountain. Everything is a building the size of the Empire State Building. Everything requires Herculean effort. Break it down. Instead of needing to spend eight spoons at once, find the smallest one and just do that. And work your way up from there. Next, Make a decision to spend a spoon and stick with it no matter what happens. Let's say you make a decision and it doesn't end up perfectly. 
So what? The main thing is that you made a decision and followed through. That is a large part. The follow through, even when things go wrong, just to keep going, to forcing yourself to keep going, that is a large part of it. And finally, tell someone, or better, multiple people, that you're going to spend a spoon and then report back. I'll give you a recent example with my own life. One of the ways that I was able to get this podcast off the ground was that I told a lot of people about it. There was a lot of fear in putting myself out there and do I have the talent? Do I have the skill? Do I have the equipment? What will people say? All kinds of fears and thoughts that I've dealt with over the years came rushing back, but I decided to put myself out there in this kind of way. And one of the ways I was able to deal with it is by telling many people that I have a podcast coming out and telling them exactly when. And by doing that, I force myself because I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look like a failure. Having said it's happening on this day, it forces me to push through. And all the things I was afraid of, some of them came true and some of them didn't. And none of it was as bad as I thought it would be. Next, let's talk about depression. When someone's experiencing depression, it can often feel like the spoons are so heavy, they're impossible to lift and therefore impossible to spend. It seems like getting anything done is impossible because you have no energy. You try to make a decision, you try to do something, you try to make a meal. For example, you say, I'm going to eat healthy today because eating healthy is an important part of feeling good. And you can't get yourself to make the food, you can't get yourself to buy it, and you end up just eating junk food. I'm going to go out with my friends because spending time with people is a very important part of not being depressed. But it's too heavy. The spoon is too heavy. It's too hard to do. It feels like the entire world is pressing down on you. And so you end up isolating. Some days it feels like the spoons will never get spent. And not only won't they get spent, but you're not worth spending spoons on. And this feeling of not being able to do anything, of everything being too hard is one of the most painful parts of dealing with depression. It lowers how we view ourselves feeding back into the depression and making everything worse. Here's how to deal with that. Again, force yourself to spend a spoon and you will find that the spoon is not as heavy as you thought it was. Start small. I know it sounds very similar to how to deal with anxiety, but there is a lot of similarity in both of those things. And a lot of it comes down to realizing that so much of the problem is in your perception of it, because you'll find that when you start small and you force yourself to spend a spoon, the spoons get lighter as you keep going. The first one will be very heavy, but not as heavy as you thought. And the second one will be lighter, still heavy, but a little bit lighter. And the more often you spend those spoons pushing yourself forward, pushing yourself forward, I promise you they will get lighter it will be easier. Some days will be harder. Some days will be easier. It's not a straight line up. It goes up and down, but it does happen. For both of these, anxiety and depression, there's other parts to it. It's not just the things I'm talking about now. Of course, therapy, medication, healthy living, these are all parts of it. But this is just a beginning. It's just getting started because going to therapy, taking medication, doing healthy living, they all require spending spoons. And at a certain level, it comes down to just taking that first small step. And the commonality in all three of these things, whether it's chronic pain and illness, 
anxiety and or depression is that you need to be conscientious about how you spend your spoons. The first step is to realize that you are being limited in your spoon spending. Don't blame yourself, especially when it comes to anxiety and depression. It's very easy for people to blame themselves for the situation they're in. Don't. Start off with realizing you have limitations and those limitations are not your fault. Next, spend wisely and with precision. It's this precision that will move you forward because even though it's not your fault, the situation that you're in, how you deal with it, as we've said in the past, is your responsibility. And part of that responsibility is to spend your spoons wisely and with precision. Plan for the future. What am I going to do now that will make my tomorrow better? So sure, if I'm feeling down, I'm feeling depressed, my spoons are super heavy, it can be easier to stay home and isolate and eat junk food, eat some takeout, engage in a passive activity, watching a movie. That's a lot easier than going out with friends, eating healthy, doing some exercise, reading something intellectually stimulating. Those are much harder things to do. But if I do those things, my tomorrow will be better. What if I'm not somebody with a chronic pain or illness, anxiety, or depression? Does this affect me? Absolutely it does. And here's why. In their book, Willpower, Roy F. Baumeister and John Tierney talk about the fact that although willpower may seem limitless, and there's a lot of great sayings that talk about how willpower is unlimited and the only thing that's stopping you is your willpower, which is a bottomless well. And there's a lot of wonderful motivational sayings about willpower. And those are all true when it comes to something like persistence or uh, dreams or morals. These are our bottomless pits. But when it comes to the day-to-day physical and mental energy, aka the willpower, that is not limitless. There is a limit to how much energy, physical and mental, we all have. We just don't necessarily think about it because there is such an abundance. So one way to understand this is to think about somebody who is very well-to-do, lots of money, who falls on hard times. They have to be more conscientious and precise in their spending. It can feel very tight. And there can be a lot of resentment. Before, I never had to be precise in my spending. I had no limits before. Why do I have to have limits now? That can be one of the biggest struggles for somebody that goes from being very well-to-do to not. And the answer was there were limits before you just didn't feel them. It's not the limits that bothers you. It's the feeling the limits that bothers you. There's a big difference. There were limits to your spending before. You just didn't notice them because the limits were so far off. And sometimes people not paying attention to their limits when they have a lot of money is what leads to them not having money in the end. It's the same thing for willpower, for energy. If you don't have chronic pain, illness, anxiety, or depression, or anything that would sap your energy, you might not pay attention to how you spend it because it seems like there's an unlimited amount, but there isn't. There is a limited amount. How you spend your spoons, even though you have many of them, does affect you. If you have something that's difficult to do, do it earlier in the day when you have more energy. If you have a list of things to do, like you get to work and you know you have to do A, B, C, and D, do the hardest thing first. The tendency of a lot of people is let me do these easy things, get them out of the way, and then I'll do the hard thing. The problem is that when you do the easy things, you're spending your spoons. And the more spoons you spend, the greater the cost down the road is. If you have to write up a report and you have to have a meeting and you have to make some phone calls, and the hardest part is the meeting. You might say, well, I'll schedule the meeting later in the day 
and I'll write my report and get my phone calls out of the way and then do my meeting. In that case, because you spent your spoons on the phone calls and the report, the meeting is going to cost more spoons than it would have if you had taken care of it earlier in the day. Next, making decisions about the future costs less spoons than making decisions in the moment. I know for myself, I try very hard to eat healthy. It's an important part of my own mental health. And what I need to do is plan out on Sunday how I'm going to eat lunch and supper the rest of the week. Because when I make all the decisions in one shot on Sunday, that costs less than waking up, let's say, Tuesday morning and saying, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to have for supper? So making decisions about the future costs less than making decisions in the moment. And finally, be aware of your environment, because when you're faced with multiple things to do at the same time, focusing on one of those things costs spoons. So for example, for example, if you're sitting at your desk and you have your computer and your smartphone and your telephone and somebody else in the room, that's four different things that are trying to get for your, get your attention. Taking some of them out of the environment, taking your phone, putting it in a drawer, taking your smartphone, putting it in your briefcase, closing your computer if you're talking to someone, limiting the amount of things that are vying for your attention enables you to spend your spoons wisely, precisely, and economically. So to summarize, the spoon theory is something created by Christine Miserando to describe what it is like to live with chronic pain and illness and the effect it has on somebody's mental and physical energy and the use of. It can also be used to better understand what it's like to live with anxiety and depression and how to deal with those things, as well as how willpower is used. Links to Christine Miserando's original article is in the show notes, links to Roy F. Baumeister, and John Tierney's book in the show notes. Again, I want to thank, I have so much gratitude, everyone that's been listening. Thank you, everyone that's been rating, subscribing, writing reviews. Uh, if you want to know how to continue to support us, go to our website. There's things there. You can get in contact with us with any comments or questions or requests for topics in the future. Through the website, there's a place to send messages, or you can go directly to our email, thoughtfulmindpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 732-523-0061. Again, 732-523-0061. A special thank you to whoever supplied the microphone stand anonymously. People don't always put their money where their mouth is, and seeing someone do that, and especially seeing someone do that anonymously, it's amazing. And an extra, extra special thank you to all of you who have been sharing this podcast on social media. For my own mental health, I'm not on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. And those people that have been sharing it on those platforms, I really, really appreciate the support. I can't do this without you. So until next time, go out, believe in yourself. <laughs>